Welcome to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast, brought to you by Asfalis Advisors and the Disaster Recovery Journal. Crisis management in today's world is ever-changing, and this podcast is our commitment to help you navigate successful outcomes for any crisis you may face. I'm your host, Vanessa Matthews. I specialize in providing insights and solutions for crisis, continuity, and resilience across industries from real estate and healthcare to terrorism in the airline and transportation worlds. No matter what industry you're in, this podcast will provide you the tools to build resilience in your organization. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Resilience Decoded podcast. Today, I will be leading a solo episode. uh, And the title of today's episode is we need to talk about silos and business resilience. But before we get started, we have a few resilience resources and reminders. In podcast news, we have a new newsletter called Four Corners. Highly, 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 highly encourage you guys uh, to go ahead and connect on our Four Corners email. That link is bit.ly slash BRD Four Corners. Exclusive content, great information, and um, more value that you guys won't find on the podcast because we want to make sure that we continue to reinforce that, but also help you to establish a community. In DRJ News, uh, they uh, host a webinar every Wednesday, um, as well as there are upcoming conferences. So please feel free to check out the DRJ link in our show notes to get access to that information. And in Asphalus News, you can find our five-step crisis strategy to download and navigate any business through any crisis in any industry. Uh, that link is bit.ly slash five-step crisis. Uh, So if you've enjoyed our podcast, please rate us and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us to know that we're adding value. It also helps other people to be able to find our podcast. And shout out to everyone who has sent me a note um, or who has gone to our website to let us know that you are listening. We love to hear more about that. So with that, we're going to go ahead and dive into today's conversation. Again, episode title, we need to talk about the silos and business resilience. So I want to start today's conversation really in three segments. The first part is what's the so what of silos and why does this conversation matter? The second part is what I would call pockets of resilience and want to talk through some experiences that I've had in this industry as it relates to navigating and working through silos. And lastly, we'll talk about the risk of silos. So what's the so what? I always like to understand what does this mean and how does it impact me from a bottom line perspective, one as an entrepreneur, but two with my business resilience hat on. A couple of data points that I found were interesting. A few of these came from PlanView. They did some research a few years back and a project manager study. And the average team uses six approaches to support project collaboration. Uh, Typically, the average team has four different communication tools and 48% of organizations say that their top collaboration hurdle and game stopper is ineffective communication. In North America, specifically, Uh, Silos cost about seven hours per week, totaling about 350 hours per year. So put 350 times whatever the hourly rate might be of the average employee at your organization. That's a lot of money and that's an impact directly to your bottom line, specifically your profit and loss statement. And then 54% of organizations report that their customer experience operations are being impacted from a silo perspective. And so when you think about 
what this might be costing you in some of these numbers to help quantify this situation. I think it's important to start here on why we really need to talk about silos within our profession. And honestly, what sparked this conversation? We were planning more podcasts and what we noticed was, you know, if we think about emergency management, if we think about risk management, if we think about business continuity, if we think about IT disaster recovery, if we think about public safety uh, and corporate security, we noticed that from a content perspective, we really operate in silos, even though all of us own some aspect of risk from an industry perspective. And so that's kind of what sparked us to have this conversation today. Fusion Risk Management is your North Star for operational resilience. The Fusion Framework System provides a foundation that enables you to understand how your business works, how it breaks, and how to put it back together again, which allows you to make data-driven decisions so you can anticipate, prepare, respond, and learn through business disruptions and major crisis events. Head to the link in our show notes to request a demo today. Fusion Risk Management, building a more resilient world together. So in my experience, I have often come into organizations, whether it be retail, whether it be manufacturing, whether it be financial services, or whether it be transportation companies, or even healthcare. And I have often noticed that upon entry, one of the major challenges within the organization are there are pockets of resilience. And so what I mean by that is a pocket might be loss prevention. Another pocket might be safety. Another pocket might be enterprise risk. Another pocket might be crisis communications. Another one might be IT disaster recovery, business continuity and crisis management, and information security. And what I've noticed is oftentimes the leaders within these spaces don't communicate as frequently. Um, they may not have established relationships as it would be helpful in order to best support the organization. And there's a lot about their processes and how they work and the value that, that they each bring back to the organization as a whole that's not communicated and that's not shared. And so what happens is you don't know uh, what your coworkers might be working on or you know, we're not collaborating within an effective means. And so we're missing out on key information when that happens. And we're also missing out on data and information that we could be using to better guide the organization into a space that we really think would be the most fruitful for the company and for the functions that we all support across the, the enterprise. So when you think about those different pockets of silos, one might ask, right, well, which one of these areas is more important than the other? Or are they all necessary because business resilience, from my perspective, is an interdiscipline of all of those different things. And so I would say that these are all interrelated functions across the organization, and they're all important. Um, if I put on my business continuity and crisis management hat on, the role of business continuity is to ensure that our products and services that are delivered to our clients continue. And so when you hear the statistic that 54% of organizations report that their customer experience uh, is impacted by silos. That's something that we as practitioners have to pay attention to. What I'll also share, I do think it's critical for us to understand what are some of the risks and how do we help organizations if you're challenged with silos, how do we help you to move forward through today's conversation? So thinking about this from a risk perspective, what's all at risk? Well, number one, there's obviously a financial risk from a cost perspective to the impacts of productivity and just efficiency within your business. There's a financial risk for operating within silos. 
what I've also seen is the impact of silos could potentially stem from an inconsistent strategy. And so if you have functions or departments within an organization that are, that are siloed, it's probably siloed at the leadership level, which means that the strategy from an overall risk perspective is also inconsistent if it's not inclusive of how these other functions contribute to the overall risk and how we manage risk as an organization. And so that's something that we should definitely pay attention to. Um, There's also risk from a people perspective. You have turnover. I know specifically in retail environments, uh, I've worked with organizations and every one and a half to two years, the IT leadership team turns over. And so that causes a lot of challenges when you're trying to build build strategy. Even for our business, we have a 10-year strategy, a three-year strategy, a one-year strategy, and a quarterly strategy. Can you imagine what would happen if every two years a key leader within our company uh, transitioned out? It would be very hard for us to maintain that strategy. And so I can understand that that can be a challenge for most companies. When you have an inconsistent strategy and you have that type of turnover, I've also seen specifically in manufacturing and in retail that there can evolve into a disjointed view of risk um, because you don't have these silos together talking at the table. There's also a concern of of capacity, depending on your organization, if resilience or risk is a uh, mature concept, and if there are people within the organization that have that fundamental skill set, it could also be a challenge of capacity. Uh, It could be a challenge of ownership, who really wants to own risk within the, the organization, where does the responsibility lie and where does the accountability lie? And what I've seen in, in what I would consider to be more middle market size companies, so organizations that might have about 100 employees or so, anywhere from about 20 to 100 people, and somewhere between about $50 million to $3, to $3 billion, oftentimes there's just a lack of awareness. Um, and if there's a lack of awareness, then you, you don't know what questions to ask, and you don't know how to communicate, and you don't know what you don't know, right? And so you can be a product of that environment. So when there's a lack of communication in those perspectives, it impacts your preparedness. It impacts your ability to be effective. It impacts your response and your recovery times. And it also impacts your reputation, your operations, and your profitability as a company. And so when you think about, hey, if this sounds like an environment that I've seen, that I've experienced, whether it's your crisis management or business continuity uh, department, or whether it's your HR department or your sales department (laughs) or a nonprofit board that you're on, What actions could you take as a leader and individual um, in order to promote collaboration before or between the disciplines that impact the organization that you support? So one thing that I've seen work very, very well, and specifically within the retail environment, is holding a 30-minute minimum of two weeks standing meeting with the people who own the risk. Um, And in this particular scenario, it was the uh, chief security officer, it was the chief information security officer, it was the head of enterprise risk management, it was the head of corporate communications, and it was the head of loss prevention. And those four or five people really were responsible for managing risk across the entire enterprise. And once we were able to get them on a regular cadence, number one, we had better intel about what was happening across the organization but also people felt better about communicating and we saw trust continued um, and grew dramatically across this company. And so I would highly recommend get people in a room and start talking. I think that's one of the risks of COVID is being virtual. You're not in the room. I can't look at you. I don't know the body language. 
And I think that that definitely affects our ability to break down silos. Secondly, attend conferences and business uh, growth in other industries. If you're in business continuity, I, I would recommend that you branch out and go to different conferences and programs that are beyond what your content or what your expertise is so that you get a well-rounded view of what's going on. Uh, invest in more leadership development. I would highly recommend that. I, I think a lot of times, specifically from a business resilience perspective, we have a lot of opportunity to grow in leadership development and soft skills and how we, we communicate that. So I would highly recommend that. Would also um, highly encourage exercises and trainings within your organization. I talked to a partner today and we talked through just how valuable it is to just start with an exercise and to get people talking. Um, that's the best way that, that, that we've really seen those things to work more efficiently. And lastly, I'll share, ask the questions that are not being asked and pay attention to what's not being said in the rooms that you're in. And so those are just a few recommendations that we think uh, leaders and individuals in our community and in the business world can take into consideration. Thanks so much for tuning into today's podcast and looking forward to see you guys on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast brought to you by Espalis Advisors and Disaster Recovery Journal. Make sure you check out the show notes for this episode to see all the upcoming events, programs, and ways we can support you. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a review, and share it with a friend. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.